Four Things to Avoid, Part 2, Thursday, February 15, 2024. It seems proper that the Holy Spirit, and us as well, to not lay any further burden on you, except for these necessary things, to abstain from things sacrificed to idols, to refrain from eating blood, to reject anything that has been strangled, and to avoid sexual immorality. Acts 15, 28, and 29. For the record, I have somewhat fallen behind on my podcast due to a cross-country trip to bury my eldest brother at the Florida National Cemetery. It's been a long time coming, but family from both coasts gathered to provide him a sacred spot until the resurrection morning. I will try to catch up. Back to this seminal chapter in the history of the Christian Church. We can fairly all say that now. Christian, we can finally all say that now ever since believers in Christ were called Christians for the first time by the people in Antioch, Acts 11.26. Yesterday, we left Peter, Paul, Barnabas, and others speaking about what would be required of the Gentiles, who were being pressed to conform to the Jewish religion, its laws, its prohibitions, and its traditions. We then come to a somewhat problematic verse that heads this podcast. For a community of faith to which I belong, and where I will remain, There is a part of me that wonders why the leaders of this council did not include other practices that would agree with my religious preferences. The leaders of this first church sought to make a distinction between the expectations of the Jewish faith and the burgeoning and growing group of Gentiles who sought to become believers in Jesus the Messiah without having to subscribe to all the cultural and legalistic trappings of the Law of Moses. The leaders landed on four specific prohibitions, only four. Not five, not three, just four. Why four? I don't know. It was, no doubt, the inspired wisdom of the elders, the disciples, and the apostles. Clearly, the Apostle James was wise in making clear that the Church of Christ would not be weighed down by the overwhelming trough of of laws and requirements that the children of Israel had been unable to perfectly keep, even with a litany of rules, rituals, and a long list of God-appointed prophets to guide and reprimand them in their checkered behavior over the years. Which brings us to the four specific behaviors that the Church would not tolerate. This is the list. Abstain from things sacrificed to idols, refrain from eating blood, reject anything that has been strangled, and avoid sexual immorality. Why these four? Clearly idolatry was antithetical to the belief in the invisible God. But meat sacrificed to idols, that seemed to be forbidden, although the Apostle Paul seems to consider that practice inconsequential. See 1 Corinthians 10, 27-32. The second prohibition is also open to discussion. Since eating blood was forbidden and all blood drained from the animal, the blood that remained in the meat would not be forbidden. Interestingly, the animals that could or could not be eaten are not mentioned by the Apostle James. Does that mean that the other unclean meats from the book of Leviticus were acceptable for Gentiles to consume? It might be good news for the Gentiles who grew up eating non-kosher meats. There must have been interesting discussions at the council. Then comes the last of the prohibitions, not eating animals that are strangled. This is clearly a Jewish prohibition, since before the Mosaic laws, God had already forbidden his people from eating blood, since it was a symbol of life. Thus, no strangled animal could be used as food. The blood could not be drained, since the blood would still be in the animal after death. Clearly, idolatry and sexual immorality are forbidden in the Decalogue. But the Apostle James made all four prohibited. Interesting. 
So where do we stand? Are these four prohibitions applicable to both Jews and Gentiles? Does this clear up the differences between Jews and Christians? Probably not. How about Christians and Buddhists, or Shinto, or Eskimos, etc.? Are all these prohibitions applicable to everyone? The First Church Council helped, but there remained much honing to be applied. Then there are the words of Jesus regarding foods. Read Mark 7.19. And the equally powerful statement by Paul in Romans 14.17-21. To be continued. Abba, is the gospel the claim of one particular religious fellowship, or is it the claim of all believers? Give me insight. In Jesus' name, amen.